There it is. <laughs> Daniel Medvedev makes his own history at the U.S. Open. His first major title denies the Grand Slam to an all-time great with his greatest performance. Stunning performance it was. A straight sets win to Daniil Medvedev, of course, uh, the second seed over the world best Novak Djokovic. Thanks to B Solar, where you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Learn more about better solar energy by visiting b.solar. Brett Phillips, that was clinical by Daniil Medvedev. Yeah, I think clinical is a great word, uh, Goss. Uh, yeah, he, he was magnificent. Executed a game plan today. There are ominous signs, uh, Goss, probably from the opening game of the match when he broke serve, that he was going to be a very tough opponent uh, for Novak. Certainly, this is the first time I can remember a New York crowd uh, being totally for for Djokovic. You know, cries of Nole all around Arthur Ashe Stadium for the majority of the match, willing him on to create history on their soil. But, yeah, well done to Daniel Medvedev. He is uh, the Iceman, really. He's not one to show... A lot of emotion. It's a small team that are with him. His wife, Daria, Jill Savari's coach. He's got a psychologist. As you can see, a lot of empty uh, spots in his uh, player box. And he just played Djokovic at his own game today. He's a great baseliner for a guy. 6'6". He moves exceptionally well. And I suppose we'll never totally know, Goss, but there had to be some fatigue with Djokovic. Uh, you know, just the mountain of work he's done this year to win 27 uh, straight in the majors, which we never thought would probably happen again. The guy trying to win a calendar slam in the open era, considering the depth of talent and the and the physical nature of the game. And he just couldn't find any ends today. I mean, certainly in that third set, Medvedev a couple of times, double faulting, trying to get to the finish line. Crowd was willing him on to hang in there, but in the end, he was beaten by a guy who was just uh, too good. Third time's the charm after a couple of finals and there'll be more to come for Daniil Medvedev, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's the next question. I mean, is this... I know it's don't want to be too dramatic and the like, but is this the, the beginning of the changing of the guard, the genuine changing of the guard as to a bloke that can now go on and win more slams and maybe it's not going to be the same three that we've seen who have inundated the, the, the Grand Slam uh, winner's sheet over the last 10 years? I suppose the only the, the major question going forward, Goss, is the health and well-being of Djokovic, and no doubt he'll have a, a pretty good rest now. I mean, he he's all about the majors. You know, he'll be turning 35 next year. He doesn't need to be playing all of these Masters 1000 events. So I think he might skip Indian Wells at the start of October. So he's got probably a two-year window to be still at a really really high level to, number one, get past Roger and Rafa and then to try and extend that. But then he's also dealing with these guys who are another year older. So Medvedev and Tsitsipas, Zverev, Berrettini, Shapovalov. We saw Felix Auger, Aliassi make the semis. They're ready. They're ready to come and to take on Djokovic. So the equation's going to get harder, I think, for him to just roll out Grand Slam after Grand Slam. Uh, I think Rafa... We don't know what's going to happen, whether he's going to be even fit to play the Australian Open. So it's still going to be a very limited schedule for Nadal and, and Roger, unfortunately. I mean, he's just about done. Whether we're going to see him midway through next year, maybe play one more Wimbledon, a try. But definitely the next breed is going to be 
certainly taking over in the next couple of years. Well, it seems to have started on the on the women's side of the draw too. That uh, that uh, women's final, of course, the teenagers, oh. Radakanu, uh, unbelievable to watch. I mean, what's yeah. next for her? I mean, you know, she's she's gone from a six four six three, of course, over Layla Fernandez, but she went from having that moment where anxiety got the better of her against Ash Barty to just being. Simply amazing, simply amazing in in the U.S. Open, and we can't describe it any other way. Oh, I still can't believe it. I mean, this is like, you know, probably the Gold Coast Sun just popping up out of nowhere and winning the Premiership. Guys, yeah, I mean, this is this is this Leicester is City all over again. Exactly. So we didn't even, you know, we didn't even factor her in, even though she made the forefront of Wimbledon and got the wild card. You're thinking, okay, she's riding the wave of emotion. We don't expect her to back it up in the next slam. Then she no. goes into qualifying, wins three tough matches, wins seven in a row. I don't, I don't think the quality, she was playing top five tennis by the end of the US Open. So I don't think it's going to be a flash in the pan. But there's no guarantee she'll reach those heights again. But very, very marketable. Layla Fernandez, very, very marketable. Two young girls who were as impressive off court with microphone in hand as they were on court hitting forehands and backhands. So. What a story. Uh, I mean, we love seeing history made, but to come from qualifying 330 in the world two and a half months ago to world number 23, I've never seen anything like it in the time I've watched tennis, but good luck to her and the youth. Yeah, the girls have, well, anyway, so the girls, don't they mature before us boys? So we're seeing three 19-year-olds in in two years and one of the majors, Andrescu, Sviontek, and now uh, Emma Raducanu. Did you like this one? The uh, Professor Claire Hopkins, who put on Twitter three months ago, my daughter and Emma Raducanu were in the same maths class. Since collecting their <laughs> A-level results, one has broken all records and is set and has won the US Open, or set to win the US Open. The other has broken her wrist whilst crowd surfing at a festival. It's a proud parenting <laughs> moment. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, she did miss. So she only played two events last year because... Her parents weren't keen for her, to, certainly to travel, even when players could through the COVID period. So it was all about getting school done. And then she reappeared three weeks before Wimbledon after not playing an ITF event for about 15 months. So, yeah, when you when you file back through the, the whole backstory, it is uh, quite extraordinary. Where to, I mean, what, what does she do now? I mean, the, the expectation on her, and we've seen what it's done to Naomi Osaka, and I know we're watching it from a distance. She's only 18. Has she got good people around her? She sounds like, she looks like she's from a really strong, focused family group who are very much uh, hard work, never killed anyone. Um, how do you think she's going to go in, in, in light of now that, of expectation and focus? From what I've seen, Goss, with the interview she's done over the last uh, fortnight, uh, she seems like a, a really uh, well-put-together young girl, just mentally. I mean, got a really experienced head on young shoulders. And you're right, the team in tennis is so important. So important. This is why, you know, with Nick Kyrgios, dare I say his name, but if you don't put a good team around you, you can't keep that focus, the discipline you need, the grind and go week in, week out and compete and keep yourself grounded as well. And look, no doubt, whoever the team is managing her are going to be dealing with a lot more 
off-court request to be the face of this, to be the face of that. Yep. And I think Chris Everett, Chris Everett summed it up beautifully on the weekend, who's been there and done it at a young age and said, I hope those people just allow her still to be a teenager, allow her to still have a normal existence, you know, her friends outside of tennis, have that balance, enjoy the ride, and not all of a sudden be swamped in dealing with off-court stuff. So maybe they will have learned a bit about you know, the whole Osaka journey and maybe it's a bit gone a bit too much the other way. We'll wait and see. She seems like she's well-equipped. So does Layla Fernandez. Uh, she's got a strong family network around her. So that's going to be pretty uh, pretty key from here. We can't understate the effort of Dylan Alcott as well, winning the Golden Slam. What a remarkable 12 months, 18 months. What a remarkable Australian. A winner and an entertainer in the same breath. Yeah. And I'm happy to take those any day of the week. You can entertain all you like, but if you're a winner, it's even better. And, yeah, he was sublime today. Uh, his celebration was <laughs> it, it, it was brilliant. And, you know, he got onto Arthur. They wheeled into, into Arthur Ashe, a can of the local product, into the trophy. She went, nice big sip. Some went in his mouth, gosh. Some went all the way down his top. <laughs> and the New Yorkers thought, Good on you, mate. We love you. We absolutely yeah. love you. So well done to him. Well done to Sam Stozer. Uh, mighty achievement to win the doubles today at 37 years of age. So I salute her as well. No doubt. Yeah, 100%. Good on you, BP. Appreciate your time. Stay safe over there and enjoy watching the grand final from Melbourne. Uh, yeah, I'm about to walk past the MCG. It's just oh, the people are everywhere. Goss, now, just very quickly, Grothy and I on tonight, 5 o'clock Perth time. You can listen on the SCN app over in uh, Perth there to the first serve. So we'll take plenty of tennis calls. But we do get a few from the West, which is great. So we'll dissect the US Open uh, 5 o'clock your time tonight. The home of Storm Sanders. Appreciate your time, mate. Good on you, BP. Thank you, Goss.